Okay. Alright. We in there. We're in there. <sighs> We're in the- Oh, man. That sound? That sounds me after watching MMO Junkie. <laughs> That's just... <sighs> uh, you know, I think we can... I think we can skip the normal intro then. I think that was that was the intro. Hi, <laughs> That's folks. That's the intro. Okay, hey, everybody. Uh, I'm Colin Detmar from Scanline Media. Joining me as ever, co-host Jennifer Uncle. Hey there. And this time, special guest Andy. How are you doing, Andy? I'm doing great. I'm Andy. You may follow me on Twitter at at Zenison03. Uh, if you probably heard me last time talk about Zelda for an hour and a half, um, mm-hmm. which... Oh boy, I, I could just go into talking about Zelda again, but we got to talk about this thing. <laughs> like, okay, all right, all right. <sighs> can I just start? Can I just? Are we? St- I mean, I should probably, I should probably finish letting people know what we're talking about. Yeah, okay, <laughs> that's probably. Uh, yeah, like that might be just, great. <laughs> just, and I know I appreciate your patience. <sighs> just a little bit longer. All right, I'm old. <laughs> so, well, I have, I have more patience than this show fucking has. <laughs> All right, the show in question, Fuck. of course, being Recovery of an MMO Junkie. This is uh, in Japan. Uh, the title actually translates as Recommendation of the Wonderful Virtual Life, yeah. which is a pretty it's different a... than what they yeah, localized it's it as. Even in the localization, you, it's still left on the screen, so it yeah. might as well just be called that <laughs> instead like, of MMO it's, Junkie. It's almost as good as, like, you know, you're watching JoJo's on Crunchyroll, right? And they say, like, mm-hmm. worse company, but we know it's bad company. Like, come on. It's not, yeah. it's not, it's not Dia and Strazo. It's Dia and Straits. Like, come on. But also, but also, like, I, I, we should really get further, but I have to, I don't, like, we, I, the local, I got some the shit localization, the localization basically means MMOs are a bad thing, and the actual translation is more MMOs are a good thing. Right. Like, that's a big change. That's a yeah. bad change. That's, oh, I could uh, go hard on this fucking title. Oh, so, anyway, this is an adaptation of a manga series by Rin Kokuyo. Uh, this uh, animation was the animation in the studio behind it was Signal MD. I'm trying to think what else. It originally I'm began sorry. airing October 6th. Sorry. No, it's That's... okay. I was just pondering out loud what else they have done. So I'm going to p- pull up their Wikipedia page real quick while, you, uh, while we keep going here. Um. So, Go ahead. So yeah, we watched the first episode. The first episode, we are quick synopsis. We are introduced to Morioko, uh, uh, Moriko Morioka. Mm-hmm. She is a uh, salary woman who immediately quits her job and starts uh, finding an MMO to fall into a deep depressive hole into, um, which I can at least connect with. I, and um, I, I similarly can a little bit like if the, the one bummer moment that I might bring a, bring about is like. Kind of like my issues with the title is like of MMO Junkie is like it implies mm-hmm. something about addiction and addiction is something that's very near and dear to something that has affected my family. And it's like I would get it if it was, you know, this was framed in the same way that Welcome to the NHK frames things like addiction, depression, depression or anything like that. But this show doesn't do that at all. Not so far. So far, it seems to be totally fine with this and think it's like being 
locked in your room and not having a job and just playing MMOs all day is just sort of quirky and fun. Yeah. Uh, um, I wouldn't say it goes... I'd, I'd say it has some of that, but it also starts steering into some of the darker elements. Like, when she's playing, she has these bags under her eyes, and she seems pretty disheveled. And when she... She looks in her fridge, she barely has any food, and when she goes to the 7-Eleven to get more food, or whatever the... The Cowson! The Cowson! Which is... <laughs> the Cowson's great, um... Mostly because, like, I went to those uh, bullshit kombinis when I went to... When I lived in Japan. I know all about the allure of the crispy chicken. <laughs> but yeah, it seems like she... It seems like she's not having a great time right now in life. Like, she has to fight this other customer for the last piece of chicken, and she's spending the entire time in line with her stomach grumbling and yeah. just feeling like a miserable piece of shit. Yeah. But it's played for laughs, not as something that's actually depressing. It's like, oh, you know, it's sort of, it's like... Yeah, like, I mean... I the think we the can... romance of suffering, almost. Yeah, and I you think know? we can kind of get to that, like, when we get to that point in the episode. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah. I have to kind of agree with Colin, where as real like that's some real shit of being like just you don't like being out in public or whatever but again it's played for last like even the disheveledness like i'm looking at some screenshots of what i took of the show because that's what i obsessively do when i watch this shit is you know take screenshots of good faces i'm just gonna go ahead and drop it into the discord now which plays great for radio i'll tell you <laughs> um but it's like this is disheveled but it's more of a, oh, this is funny, right? Mm -hmm. Like, this is played for laughs, which I don't have a huge problem with. But I got problems for it. Oh, there's so much to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. We start at the beginning of the episode. Well, okay. So I was trying to do a synopsis, <laughs> and then I derailed myself immediately. Oh, it's um, great. <laughs> Yeah, so basically, uh, her favorite MMO has shut down, so she decides to start a new one. She starts a character named Hayashi, who's who's a hot guy, and uh, she hooks. Well, her her words, her words, her words. Listen. She, uh, she, girl, you could do better. <laughs> Can she? Yeah. Um, I anyway. think. I, hey, listen for the fucking. As someone who will be turning thirty soon, if I look that good, like at that point, like. Fuck, I'll be it'll be fine. Like mm, Yeah. She's cute. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted her to go with the Goku hair. Goku hair would have been good. The Goku uh, just make an impromptu episode of Monster Factory, just like right there. It just wouldn't it be great if the entire show was that she just made a character on a goof? And you're trying to have these serious sequences while this dude has, like, an eyeball, like, completely to the right and, like, a green Goku hair. It would be a different show. It'd it would be a better Probably be a better show. Probably yeah. a better show. Um, anyway, she meets up with a, uh, a cute girl named Lily in the game mm -hmm. who is a healer and sort of takes, of uh, takes her under her wing. And there's sort of a, like, like they start having you know having some some romantic exchanges they clearly have crushes on each other and to a certain extent it's role played or whatever not totally clear yet meanwhile in the real world she's a depressed person having a hard time that's my episode summary let's talk about it yes let's go let's fucking go 
first thing I noticed. Um, so uh, I can I can uh, I'll I'll chime in here. Like the whole like flowers thing. Like it took me a second. But I was like, oh right, you get flowers when you leave a job when you work in yeah. Japan. Like I got flowers when I um left mine and. Hmm. One of my biggest, immediately, like right off the bat, I started having a problem with this because <laughs> what? Why did she leave her job? Well, I mean, do we need to know that yet? I mean, I assume it's going to come up. Yeah, I don't. I think in the first episode, it's fine that it's just like she was done. I mean, it seemed like. I mean, when she came back, she seemed pretty exhausted, and I think she's just like. The assumption I made is that she's just sort of exhausted with the day to day. Okay, like that's that's fair, Jenny. You you were gonna say something, I think. Oh, just uh, was gonna echo that and also mention that. Um, do, do you know what "neat" stands for? Because she mentions I that do. she chose the neat yeah. life, and uh... Colin, you want to you want to say it, or do you want me to say it? Uh okay. It's not in. It's an acronym. For not in education, employment, or training. Yep. Basically, it is people who are living in their home and not doing anything and just sort of... Basically... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. 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 And it's like basically the Super Saiyan 1 of um, being a (laughs) shut-in. You see, when you become... (laughs) You go if you become a hikikomori though. That's like yeah. that's like ascended Saiyan levels, yeah, right? That, your hair is fully gold at that. Point. Yeah, exactly. And back to welcome to the NHK. He's already at Super Saiyan, you know, two of hikikomori. And when you get mm-hmm. obsessed with an MMO and stay in your room for days on end, that is to go even further beyond and become a Super Saiyan three of being a shut in. Listen, I only ever got pretty pretty shallow in. Like, I may have learned the Kamehameha during my WoW period where I was unemployed. Uh-huh. But I have to respect these people's commitment to really going all the way. I wasn't able to... I, I went in to do the gravity training, and I just couldn't pull right. it. Right. So, I mean, you mentioned you were unemployed and you played WoW. So, mm-hmm. how does... How does... Um, fuck, I forgot her name again. Ugh. <laughs> oh. Uh, Moriko. Moriko. Right. How do you how do you feel about her relationship to the game already? Like, what are your kind of your thoughts? You being um, hmm. So, I guess for me, like, it's different. Um, because I don't experience MMOs the way a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Um, when I fall into an MMO. It's just like I'm trying to explore every element of the world and the mechanics and the lore and shit. It's not like, oh, I made this friend and they're more important than my real friends. Like, at that point, I'm so detached that it's like, fucking none of these people are real. These are all just fucking, like, like I turn off most of the public chat channels and pretend they don't exist because it's just noise to me. And I just sort of uh, dive in. Um, so I can't really connect with, with specifically the way she enjoys the game, but like the, just like, oh, okay. Like, sure. Of course it's Christmas and I'm just grinding my heart out. Like, yeah, no, totally mm-hmm. <laughs> been there, done that. <laughs> that part I get. Yeah. There's some things I, uh, mm. it, go ahead. So the content of the episode itself kind of felt like that. Remember when we went to Magfest together and we sat yeah. in on that play where, there was this play by a bunch of dancers that was really 
cheesy and quote-unquote for the gamers, and it it was kind of embarrassing in a way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this felt very embarrassing to watch. Like, oh, and geez. and it was it was magnified by the fact that so I'm basically the podcast resident uh, dub expert, so. I tend to watch them... Well, I, I try and watch the version in, on Crunchyroll, too, but I also watch the Funimation version. Okay. And the voices in this one sounded just like one of those weird productions by fans. Like, Are you talking something... about... I'm sorry, are you talking about the English version? Yeah, the English version. Okay. Because yeah. I, watched, I watched the Japanese version, and um, I liked the... Uh, I, again, I have no context for the English one, but like it, the fact that it sounds like a podunk like production, that's not that's not a good sign. Um, I actually like the voice work um, for Moriko's character. I thought mm-hmm. when she was allowed to have fun with its material, and when she was allowed to speak, because I'm pretty sure her avatar in this show like gets more spoken lines than her, the yep. main yeah. character. Of the show. <laughs> well, God. that's also her, technically, as the main character. So, and, there, and I might be reading into things too much, but there seemed to be, like, an element of, I don't know, wish fulfillment in terms of just, like, she enjoys role-playing as a guy, and she talked about how she'd like to find love as a guy, even though that would never happen. And... Yeah, that, that is the one angle that... Um... God, that is the one glimmer, the one little nugget that I don't know if the show is going to expand on that nugget, but I feel like if another show took that nugget and ran with it, there could be a really interesting, like, setup there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the idea of using an MMO to, like, deal with gender stuff. Like, uh, I, I even saw, like, uh, on Twitter, there was a screenshot floating around of this. I don't know which episode it came from, but it talks about, like, Lily's player character talking about that. And, like, that's an interesting angle. I don't think they're going to explore that angle, but it's an interesting one. Yeah, we mm-hmm. we got some glimpses of who they haven't said, but it's clearly the... Oh, yeah, it's super The person bad. playing Lily's character um, as this sort of shy guy who's uh talking with his friends being like oh no i have to i have to go and do this thing during this holiday and then at the convenience store they both reach for the same piece of chicken together so of course they're of course they're the couple but does it count as a spoiler if it is like foreshadowed with the subtlety of a rhinoceros (laughs) we we ran into this issue in little witch academia too um (laughs) <laughs> and I think it's actually spoiling just to be like, oh yeah, they're totally going this direction. There's no doubt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, Little Witch Academia, you got the sense, like, I don't know. I, I feel like in both of these cases, it's like they want you to know. It's, it's like they're not going to say it outright, but like the idea is probably that you're going to catch on, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you, you, they don't expect you to end this episode being like, but what does this businessman have Ooh. to do with anything? <laughs> is this a B plot? Like, no. No, it's super, like, it's pretty obvious if you're um not following along that you don't know how to watch shows also check out fucking moriko's gamer mice and second monitor like she set Mm -hmm. herself up 
Yeah. Yeah. I really like, I really, this is such a small detail, but now that I'm looking at it, I really like that her second monitor is like a smaller, cheaper monitor. It's like, yes, that is actually how this really works. Oh, yeah. It's not absolutely. two of the same monitor. Yeah, I've been to college. they always place. do. <laughs> yeah. uh, Colin, you're being called out. Shots fired, Shots I guess. Fired. Listen. <laughs> I'm just saying, you were right in terms of that's a realistic setup that people have. My 2001 LCD monitor is very nice. <laughs> No, absolutely. It's like uh, there are some nice little touches uh, here and there, but overall, um, this I, I think this can segue a little better into animation in the show leaves a little something to be desired. <laughs> like dropping another screenshot into the chat here. Uh, I picked this up. It's a establishing shot of the bar that they're in. So if you're following along at home, which I don't know why you would, because we're going all over the place, but. It's the establishing shot uh, of the tavern where the guild is having their conversation. Just fucking look at the NPCs here. Like There are some problems with the faces. Right. And it's not like... like Okay, so I love the studio bones. I love them to death. And they would occasionally go into this, like, wacky stuff. But it's more for... It was used more for, like, a comedic effect. Or they sped up the animation or something. To, like, impose a sort of, like, speed or a sense of, like, just wackiness or whatever. Here, it just feels like, this feels like the first pass of this show, and it never got to the cleanup crew to, like, do the second run of animation. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Which is unfortunate, Mm, because I just, like, uh, you know, in the beginning I uh, pulled up Signal MD... And um, I looked up at the stuff they worked on. Um, They worked on the in-between animation of Attack on Titan, uh, Cyborg 009, Call of Justice, um, Pokemon Generations. Like, they they know how to animate. Like, I mean, say what you will about Attack on Titan, but that show tends to be, like, commandeered for its, like, really strong, like, art direction and animation and i feel like this show just doesn't have an art direction if that makes Hmm. sense yeah i mean i don't know it's one of those things it's really tricky um i've seen a number of games and anime do the fake mmo thing Mm -hmm. and you often run into the trap of them not know like realize not realizing i guess at the start like what a big task they've taken on right which is like oh you're not just creating like uh, the aesthetic for a show you're creating the aesthetic that hints at a game that doesn't exist and that's really hard to do oh yeah it's not easy like i think the reason like the original dot hack show got away with it by just putting the entire show like set in the game for a very mm. good reason because you know the entire plot takes place there uh, and also the plot ties into how the game is weird, right? Like in Dot Hack, there's a bunch of stuff about like the eight phases and the waves and all this shit. Yeah, Dot Hack like, rules. Dot Hack is the best. Dot Hack I don't know. Is, oh, it's so good. I don't know anything about this MMO so far. Oh yeah. Like I guess there are healers. I guess there are people who use swords and shields sometimes. Uh-huh. That's literally everything that I know about this MMO. You just got it. Yeah, everything. Oh, there's that bit near the beat. There's that bit every time he was dying where... Well, that she was, was dying. When was the people right. surrounding them and being like, 
Rest in peace. And I didn't know that if that was a mechanic of the game itself or what. Right. Was, it was is it like players? supposed to be like? Is it players or is it like literally the game keeps track of how many times you've died and spawns an additional NPC every time? That I... would get so creepy <laughs> and also CPU intensive. I like think, what? I think um, because there's that scene later in the show in which um, uh, uh, Morgan meets up with Lily, right? Like mm-hmm. in the game, and it's like, oh, it's a meeting spot. But um, it's a little weird because spawn points in these games tend to drop you, like, into a screen that says, oh, you want to try that again? Or, like, the boarding area or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's a mess. They tried, they, tried, they tried to spawn you somewhere where you can, like, I mean, World of Warcraft has specific graveyards, for instance, to spawn you in. And not all MMOs do this, but the idea is you want to spawn someone somewhere where they can take a second and get their bearings. You don't want to spawn them in a crowd of people. That's really disorienting. Yeah, PSO2 spawns you in the, um, like, ship that you're on before you start the mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, kind of for that reason. Um, and, you know, I feel like... I know we're kind of, like, riffing on this show's, like, use of MMO mechanics, but if you're going to make a show about an MMO... Like, you really need to sell the idea of it's an MMO. Like, again, say what you will about Sword Art Online. They sold the idea. It's a bad show. I'm not defending it. I'm saying... Andy, I I will let you make your point. Do not make me say what I will about Sword Art Online. That's a different... That's that, a different that's three a different, podcasts. Yeah, no, sword I'm not I'm saying sword art is fucking trash from a butt. It's not even right, cool. shit because shit can be used as fertilizer. Um <laughs> Sword Art at least established a set of mechanics that made you think this might be a game of some kind. Yeah. Like Dot Hack does the same thing. Um even the uh, did you ever watch Welcome to the NHK? No, I did not. Because I'm getting a lot of, like, I, I already knew kind of going in that I was going to just internally compare this to Welcome to the NHK. Because Welcome to the NHK is kind of about this kind of concept that MMO Junkie pretends to be about. Like, NHK, uh, for those who don't know, is about a young man who is a hikikomori, the uh, Super Saiyan 2 of um, our chart earlier of um, shut-ins. And he believes that there is a conspiracy from the television channel NHK uh, to cause him to be a hikikomori. It's a deeply... um, It's a dark show. It's really funny, but it's it's very much about one's depression and neuroses and there's an arc in that show in which he gets obsessed with an mmo and even though they're just kind of riffing off of final fantasy 11 they do a pretty good job in both the manga and the anime to establish like this is a game that sato is playing um so it's important in a show like this to really sell like, both worlds and how they interact with each other. And I didn't mm-hmm. get that feeling. Like, here's an easy thing. Like, I I, I know I'm get, sitting here being, like, armchair casting director, but <laughs> wouldn't it have been just such an easy and possibly interesting thing 
to have the same voice actor voice their in-game character and their real-world counterpart? Well, actually, okay. So here's part of what I liked. Okay. Is that on a couple of occasions, they cut to what the actual game is. On a couple of occasions, they cut back and you see a little chat window and you see speech bubbles. And through that, what I take away is all the times when we see characters interacting and having voices and talking... That is just how the players view it. In reality, it's just text bubbles and no an- and basically no animation. But, like, I've been in those MOs. I put voices to people who I've only ever seen in text. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I did a raid with them and they got a voice. And I was like, that's not what you sound like. <laughs> and so, to me, that part really worked. Okay. That, that's, a, that's an interesting angle. I, I could see that working, actually. If we're going to talk groups, could we at least... Well, I think we should probably mention the guild itself, which is something that we're dropped into without any sort of introduction. Oh my god! (laughs) Oh, so, like, okay. So the basic premise of this show, of course, is that she's a depressed shut-in, right? But in Mm -hmm. the game world, she's doing great. She's level 80 by the commercial break. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Like, she's level 80 before the commercial break. She's part of this guild, and people clearly respect you know, her character, um, and they cut back to things like, oh, remember when you just started? You barely knew the controls. Ha ha ha. Wouldn't that be great to fucking show in your show <laughs> about MMOs? Like, it felt so rushed. The ending of this episode, which we'll get to because it's its own special brand of bullshit, um, like, it, it, it feels like the mid-season end of an arc. You know what I mean? Right? Yeah. It feels like they, it feels like they just got like half of a show out of the way so they can tell the story they want to tell, but it also doesn't feel like they know what they want to tell. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like uh they when he gets approached by the guild leader and they're like, "You know our rule about dating." And it's like, "Well, we don't know your rule about dating because you've never talked about any of this." Yeah, well, and you, oh. Yeah. And you see little bits of relationship like the camp gay person who goes to talk with um the i'm forgetting the oh, girl the character. guild master or love no no uh, what happens before right. that is this uh this elvish uh camp gay guy goes over to the girl to ask her what's wrong and then relays that to the guild master and says hey i don't want you to t- i don't want to be the one who says this so as the guild master it's your duty and you're getting bits of character that you you see in the opening credits, like, you see these characters referenced, and you're kind of expected to know how they are already. And it's real weird. It's really frustrating. Um, I also dropped that I dropped that screenshot in the chat to, you know, try to remind us. Also, uh, these uh, line reading <laughs> here, I don't know how it is in English, but it says, Hayashi, Hayashi-san and I went into a sea anemone together and felt right at home. This show is promoting vor. Okay, and I don't think we can. I can't. It's like it has a pro-war agenda. And, and there was, the, there is this, there is this extended sequence where Hayashi goes inside a sea anemone and is like, "Hey, it's really cool in here. Let's hang out in the stomach of this animal." Oh, we, and, uh, oh right, right. Oh, or mouth. Sorry, the mouth. Excuse oh, me. The mouth. Yes, the fucking mouth of this sea anemone. Also, sidebar. Um. So during that sea anemone scene, uh, with which that's a fun thing to say, uh, it suddenly switches over to the Christmas decorations 
like in-game event is Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Moriko is like, oh, well, what's this, right? It's like, sure. It's it, Christmas trees. It's I mean, Christmas what do you think is happening? Yeah, what do you think is happening? She keeps talking about how she's an elite neat or whatever. And they establish in the show that she stopped playing a particular MMO only six months ago. And it's I can assume that this show takes place like in the 2010s or whatever. How does she not know about in-game MMO events tied to, you know real world events fucking animal crossing did that on the n64 this should on the other <laughs> hand on the other hand i have played lots of mmos i have played lots of seasonal events i've never been in a dungeon and like midnight hits and a bunch of christmas trees sprout up around me that's fucking weird oh, oh the right, bottom because... of the ocean <laughs> they kick you out of the server first and then they load it in <laughs> There you go. Yeah. If that had happened, then totally. <laughs> where's Where's her frustration with like not being able to connect to the server she wants? There could be such a good scene of her just like like beaming as she finishes character creation and hitting go, and then it cuts to like you are seven hundred and fifty sixth in queue. There could be such a good <laughs> scene around that. Oh, and her just fucking flipping out and just yeah, like, just like like you know, cutting back and forth as she increasingly loses her mind. Oh, that'd be so good. Where she's just like pacing in her apartment, fucking waiting and seeing like it's implied that she's waited hours and she only moved like three spots up into the queue and nearly throws like her her computer out of the room. New Patreon goal: ten thousand dollars a month. Me, Jen, and Andy make our own better MMO anime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely! The first, I if I were directing it, it would be like we wouldn't even get into the anime, uh, the MMO in the first episode. It would just be all the bullshit you have to go through to fucking set yourself up in an MMO, which is a lot of bullshit. <laughs> I'd be down. I'd be down. Oh. Bullshit. That that ending, right? Or it's like, you know, mm. we mentioned earlier, like, oh, it feels like the end of a mid-season arc. It's like, are you now? They're cashing in on all this romantic tension that's existed for the past twelve episodes, right? Exactly. Except it's <laughs> been twenty minutes. Show now. There's a show that actually kind of pulled this off. Um, it's called uh, Tonari no Seki-kun. No, no, wait, not that one. Tonari no Seki-kun is a fucking great show about a kid goofing off in class. Um, what's it called? It's called in English. It's called My Little Monster. Uh, mm-hmm. And in Japanese, it's called Tonari no Kaibutsukun, uh, which is like the monster sitting next to me. And the first episode has that same rapid pace of a develop relationship between um the two main characters but it's played in a certain way that it's kind of riffing on the entire concept uh it, it works really well it's actually um i watched it a number of years ago it's like one of my favorite shoujo shows uh because i feel like it does a lot of things to portray romance in a interesting and dynamic way like for context in that show um, there's a sequence in which they don't confess their love for each other because they both realize they're both kind of immature, right? And it's like hmm. there was a certain amount of restraint, but that was contrasted with the lack of restraint in the first episode, and it worked. 
here the lack of restraint feels like we gotta go we gotta get to the next plot point we have to get to whatever this thing between the first plot point please get to the first plot point right (laughs) (laughs) i don't listen i don't i didn't hmm i'm We've been dunking on the show, right? Yes, yeah, like, Listen, hard. it has <laughs> it has earned the dunks, but I don't like being that guy. Oh, me. Um, I, as much as as much fun as this is, I I also I don't feel like, bad. I yeah. yeah, Jen, what do you think about all this? Yeah, it's it's weird for me. Like in the first, uh, well, when we were doing a little witch academia, it was kind of a situation where. We kept talking about it, and we we were pretty hard on some of it, but it was mostly just mediocre. This yeah. one, especially with the, at least my experience with the English voice, is so much of it is just straight up bad. And I kind of have a little bit of hope that eventually they'll get some of this gender stuff happening, and it'll be more interesting, because I found all of that very... It, it kind of flared up that thing within me where whenever any show does that stuff I become very protective and want it to succeed and figure out whatever it's doing and unfortunately the rest of it yeah I, I don't know I that was I that, could, that was that little nugget I mentioned you know yeah totally and I could see give it I could see giving it a bit more chance but I don't know if it's going to pull itself together in the next two episodes mm-hmm. to be honest I'm waiting for them to have an idea. Yeah, that's uh, me too. And you know what? Uh, off of Jen's point, you know, uh, you know, it brought up a lot of interesting, like, feeling. Like that's why, like, like I'm certainly fixated on the gender thing because when I was questioning my gender, I absolutely used video games to kind of express different things. You know, I was playing female characters in. RPGs and fighting games and all the stuff I liked before I even realized, you know, some very important things about me and my personality. Um, sure. And I I would love if that angle was explored more. Um, you know, just exploring different feelings or uh, like if if the show ended up where Moriko turned out to be a transgender man, that would kind of rule, you know? Th- that would be pretty cool. Like, it would be shockingly, like, not out of nowhere, but, like, an amazing thing to do. Because so much of the trans experience in media, um, typically in anime, is more focused on um, male-to-female uh, transition. And I would like, like, you know, this is just, you know, real talk. I would love to see more shows about, like, trans men and the kind of things that they think about and deal with. Um, And I don't know if the show has the maturity. I don't know if it's maturity as the right word, but I don't know. Maturity would be pretty close. Yeah, like, patience. Uh, it doesn't have the maturity, patience, or something to really dig deep into that. Like, um, say what you will about um, Genshiken Nidame, but the exploration of gender in that manga 
worked really well, like, in spite of its later shortfall, uh, shortcomings. Like, I felt that series did a really good job of portraying, you know, trans feelings. Um, and here, like, when the first episode, like, here's my problem with, like, the, you know, you know, bless you, <laughs> Jen and Colin, for hoping that this show will develop into something better or whatever. Bless your sweethearts. <laughs> um, but I, I always feel like this is with anime or with anything. Your first episode, it should be your thesis statement, right? Yeah, yeah. It should absolutely be your best foot forward in selling you on the idea of what it wants to be and where it's going. There are so many shows that have ridden on the momentum of its first episode into way beyond uh, what it should have, uh, you know, become as popular as it becomes or whatever. But, like, that's the strength of a really strong first episode. And this show does not have a strong first showing. Like, it feels like it's meandering along, like you said, Colin, looking for an idea when it should have had an idea right at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Fuck, that got deep. Not deep. <laughs> dark. That got dark. Well, I'm like, ugh. Negative, at least. It's yeah. super negative. Okay, then maybe I should talk about what I did like. Because <laughs> believe it or not, there are some things I did like. Um, Moriko uh, uh, picking her name in the MMO is fucking great. That, yeah. that That is so good, because I do the same thing. It's like, what do I fucking name this character that I'm going to be with for the next, you know, million hours? Um... This fucking, uh, there's a moment when they finally defeat the, um, mouse thing. <laughs> and, um, I love the fact that it goes, uh, you know, oh, what the, what you? <laughs> like, a fucking mouse version of Kenshiro. That was great. <laughs> um, yeah, let's see what else did I write here. Oh, uh, okay, so when they defeat the mouse thing... Uh, they do the, you know, slices it in half, and the words brandish shows up on screen. That's fucking mm -hmm. great. That's some Platinum game stuff, which... Um, I don't th think they know what that word means, but yeah. <laughs> no, sure! But could you... Uh, <laughs> I'm imagining, like, how rad would it over the unnecessary would a Platinum Games developed MMO be? Oh, boy. That would be really good. That'd be completely ridiculous. Um... Yeah, real shit. Go into the convenience store and just your stomach is growling super loud. Um, I I I actually like that sequence. That sequence mm -hmm. felt the most understood of its own concept in a weird way. Um, well, and and Moriko herself is the most interesting character, including her virtual self. She's more interesting than any of the virtual characters or anyone else we've met. Yeah, I love. So her. we need more of her. She's she's pretty good. She's so good. That's why I kind of want wished that her avatar would be voiced by um the same voice actress because she's so good. Like 
I, again, I can't speak to the quality of the English dub. But in the Japanese dub, she really, like, she makes it funny to be completely socially inept. Like, mm-hmm. the way, like, Jen, you should just check out that scene in Japanese when she is trying to buy the, um, well, not, she wasn't there to buy the chicken, but the chicken called to her like a siren, like a siren to the fucking front of the kanbini. Yeah, it's, I definitely think after hearing your, you two um, talk about that character, I need to switch over to the sub because the dub version is like B from B and Puppy Cat, except way less engaged and way less interesting. Like there's, there's something about the delivery itself that feels both forced and disinterested that kind of drove me crazy. Yeah, be like I love Bee and Puppy Cat, um, but like you really have to walk the line between, like you said, forced and disinterested in order to make that character endearing. Um, and I think the Japanese uh, voice actress largely does that. Like, what do, what do you think of the voice acting, Colin? I feel like she's not really that disinterested. She like the thing that is is like you know a little bit problematic, but very fun about her is that she really revels in in what a disaster she is. That's She's really excited <laughs> to be a mess. That's and kind I really, of, it's really fun. That's really fun. And that could be a fun angle too, in its own fucked up way. Uh NHK does a little bit of that. Um God, at this point I'm just gonna have to show you to NHK, because NHK like NHK does this show concept so much more justice. I feel like it would help if we got a bit more of what her previous life was like and just, mm-hmm. like, if it was intensely rigorous and very buttoned up, just having a this months-long, perhaps years-long unwinding might, or, they might I sell mean, that. Like, or you could also just have it be like, no, she was, like, super talented and everyone loved her and thought she was doing great. And one day she was like, I'm a quit and live in my underwear and play MMOs. And they're like, the fuck just happened? Which, that would be a really interesting <laughs> angle. And I don't need, like, a five-minute thing about what her previous life is. But, like, Jen, as you said, I would like to, like, something to give us context for her previous life uh, before mm-hmm. she decided to live the dream and... um sit in her underwear all day and play video games and still look modestly attractive without makeup. I mean, that is the dream, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Pretty much. My dream is for... I don't know what I want out of this show. Like, it's oh, so... Oh boy, if your dream is connected to this show... Oh, it's I've not. Got My ways. dream is, like, I want the, the first four dot .hack games to be on PC. Like, not just <sighs> GU... I want the original four as shitty as they are. I love how janky the that stuff was. Oh, it'll be it'll be good. It'll be so bad. It'll be so. I, mm. We gotta we gotta record a thing on dot hack. You and me. Yeah, we do. Yeah. You know, I just but... I need to like get the new dot uh, hack GUHD because I never played GU and I felt oh, what? Oh, I read the light novels though. Mm. I'm. I am supposed to be winding down this podcast, so I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> we can get, we'll take we'll take this afterwards. We'll take this afterwards as we uh, go into this. So, so how do we uh, how do we how do we wind this down, Colin? I mean, I guess basically we just say like, well, listen, 
next episode of this podcast, we will be covering the next two episodes of the show. At that time, we will render judgment upon the show. Okay. Until then, um, we can't do any kind of capper on this that isn't kind of negative and mean, and I feel like we've already done that enough. So thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, Well, all right. So I, I can think of a positive swing for this thing. Okay. If nothing else, if nothing else, um, she got that chicken. She got that chicken. She did get that chicken. <laughs> uh, if nothing else, um, this show like sells how important like is kind of works as a contrasting example of like how do you depict this stuff, and maybe it'll find its voice, but it really shows the importance of finding your voice. And if you ever feel like you're making a project and it's kind of like voiceless, look for that little nugget, right? And it'll find that little chicken nugget. Sometimes you just got to find that big old chicken nugget at the conveni and that becomes your life goal. So go for that chicken nugget. (laughs) Basically, if your project doesn't have its Christmas chicken. If your product doesn't have your Christmas chicken, what are you doing? So fight for your Christmas chicken. (laughs) Thank you so much. You can find us on Twitter at, at Skyline Media. You can find me at, at 6264. You can find Jen at JBU3. You can find Andy at, at Zethosan03. And we'll be back next week. Thank you, patrons. All right. See you guys. See you, everybody. Have a good one.